We are live. We Here are we live. are. Yeah. We are live. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. If you are already tuned in, uh, this is an episode of Yankee Chatter uh, featuring the wonderful talents of the Bigger and Bradder Sports Show. Um, wonderful talents. Wonderful talents. Don't forget it. Uh, my name is... <laughs> Uh, my name is Greg Andriano. You can find me on Twitter at GregAndriano05. And those guys on the other side of the screen, which I think it points that way, uh, are, are my brothers up north. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? We are definitely up north. It's cold outside. Yeah, it's snowing, too. <laughs> <laughs> we're, either, we're inside. We're still wearing sweatshirts. So yep. That tells you something. But, uh, I always wear sweatshirts. Though. This is Brad at BradderChatter1 on Twitter. And uh, part of the BNB Sports Show. Big Tuna, BBS. Uh, part of the bigger and brighter sports network. Just hang with me because I'm not very good about baseball, but I'm trying. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Tino. This is this is a good opportunity to uh, to have a good discussion with people that are familiar with the game and with people that aren't quite as into um, the game of baseball. Um, you know, it helps asking questions because we know, yeah, we know all these things and we, we're familiar with it, but sometimes we don't think outside the box and it just it adds another perspective to the whole conversation. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I was, you know, I was just, cause I post a lot of stuff. It was very, uh, interesting with all the trade stuff recently. There's like, it, it's, it's so funny how a trade rumors start one day and then they're so close this day, but they don't complete it until like three weeks later. Yeah, they've been talking. They've been talking about Mookie Betts for a long time. It seems. Pretty much since the end of the season, they've been talking about Mookie Betts being uh, being moved. Actually, and then you know they fired the GM. So, but why? <laughs> what, what what was his issue? So Boston's ex GM, well, now ex GM Dombrowski was his name. Mm-hmm. He has a reputation of pretty much going to a team, depleting their whole farm system and money just to win a championship. He did that with the Tigers. Boston signed him. He did the same thing. He pretty, they have no farm system, and they are so far ahead of above luxury tax that they just keep getting fined, fined, and now this year they actually got draft picks taken away. So Boston's like, we need to dump players. We need to dump him, players, everything, and pretty much start from scratch. Yeah, no, I was when it, when it finally happened. I thought it was just for for him, but another like David Price was there. I was like, oh, I know who he is. You know what I'm so saying? So best to try and get rid of because he's making a lot of money and. But they think, they think, they think he's going to leave. Betts is going to leave after this year because he's a free agent. Uh, he's, pretty much, he's pretty much said he was going to. Yeah. yeah. And Price is just not worth the money that they're paying him, so they want to get rid of his salary too. Yeah. yeah. He's owed He's owed $96 million still on, on his contract and it's over three years. So, um, yeah. 33 a year? Yeah. Damn. That's insane. And he's not worth it. And, I mean, he's still a good pitcher aside from when he faces the Yankees. But – I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on today, but um, there's been a couple snags in the trade. Uh, it hasn't been announced by either team yet. MLB's announced it. Uh, the framework's in place. Uh, but one of the prospects that uh, that Boston was supposed to get in return uh, from the third team, the Minnesota Twins, that were involved, uh, yep. uh, I, I wrote down his name, Bruce Dar Greaterall. Greaterall. Uh, he, really, he went really well in the minors last year, yep. Yeah, and he's supposed to be highly touted, but they were trading for him with the intention of using him as a starter. But apparently he came off of Tommy John surgery last year, and they have some concerns about his medical reports. He can't pass the physical right now. He's not passing yeah. it. <laughs> right, so. and everybody, but everybody else has. Verdugo has, Betts has, 
price has. Oh, they're just waiting on this. Uh, and they're not sure if, if this is the package that's going to be moved for bets and price. It could change. It could be, um, they could take out the twins entirely. They just eliminate the twins. They could, they, they could, and they might end up asking for more from, um, LA in return. Even, even with the twins, I, I am one in the opinion that I think the Dodgers got a steal here in Boston. I don't think got back what they should have gotten from Betts, even though he only has one year left in his contract. They didn't get much back, in my opinion. No, I don't. I don't think they did. I think I think the the Dodgers definitely won this trade if it's the one that ends up going through. So just to recap, the Dodgers get Mookie Betts and David Price. The Red Sox get Alex Verdugo from the Dodgers. And Bruce Dar Greater All from the Twins, and the Twins get from the Dodgers Kenta Maeda. Yeah. So the Dodgers, so the Dodgers get two decent talents for like nothing. Oh, really? Really good talent. Well, that's a top player. Yeah. Prices. That's just a nice little add-on. Well, Price yeah. is going to be their probably what, third starter in LA. Well, Easily. Be Easily. But behind. Well, now he's moving. I believe that uh, where the Dodgers play is a pitcher's park. Um, so you're also your number three starter behind Kershaw and Walker Bueller. Yep. So, I mean, he's got it made in the shade and that's just a superstar. So yeah, Dodgers making out pretty good here. Red Sox get Verdugo, who's a really good young prospect, but I mean, there's no guarantee with prospects and they're just doing it to unload the salaries. Cause like we said, uh, David Price, he gets, he's owed $96 million over the next three years. Now the Red Sox are going to contribute a little bit to that, but, but it, ha- it hasn't been released probably how much. Probably about half, right? Pro- probably, and they could change. Maybe that's one of the things that changes is they take the Twins out and up the amount Boston's paying for it, or reduce it so it's not you know that much in the Dodgers' favor. But Maeda, go ahead. And this trade is actually holding up another trade because the Dodgers traded when they thought they were getting bets back, they went and traded. And I feel that Jock Peterson to the Angels, right, yep. Greg? Yep. And yep. And that might not happen now if they don't get bets. So that that's all hung up now. Which I didn't know yep. if that was possible. I didn't know if that was legal if they could do that. But I guess it is. Well, I I think that they only made that trade with the assumption that they were getting bets, and now that it's not one hundred percent, there's then why why follow through with it? So all this came out on what was it Tuesday night? All like all at once. I happened to be studying at the time, so I come back to my phone and I, I see like 20 messages from you and uh, yeah, sure, Sean and Ryan. Yeah, I was I was a little behind, but you know, you were very disappointing. Actually, <laughs> usually I'm on top of these things. Usually I'm the first one that reports these things to you guys because you know I got nothing better to do. But alas, here we are trying to better myself, and this is the the reward I get. Hey, you said it, people, not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what they were saying too with the Dodgers that with Betts they have two of the top five players in the league. Were they talking about Kershaw? No, no, Betts. And no, Bellinger. Uh, Cody, yeah, Cody Bellinger. Okay, that's the other guy, Bellinger. Okay. Well, yeah, because he won the MVP so, last year. Two out of the top three outfielders being on the same team. He's an outfielder. Yeah. He's yeah. Right or left or He's a lefty. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I think he I think he plays right. Yeah. He's plays. I know I've seen him play center before. And Betts is left. Betts is right field. So yeah, no, they'll they'll shift it. it around. But I know that it's different, you know, because like when we played softball, our weakest link was at right field. It was right here. And then, that's, <laughs> that's not true, actually. Oh man! <laughs> I oh man! Because they never hit to you. No, because I 
<laughs> I brought much the depth in hell. That's what it was. That's what Obviously, it was. Don't hold back, anyway, Brad. But I always thought that was pretty funny that people had said, like, oh, he's a right fielder. He doesn't do anything. It's like, well, are you kidding me? In baseball, like, these guys can hit it wherever the hell they want. In baseball, pretty much, yeah. You're actually in baseball, the left fielder is usually weaker. Because right fielder, you want a guy with a stronger arm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It was so funny when people would say, oh, well, you know, that dude has a right nowadays. It's like, mm-hmm. no. It's like you need to have a good person at each position. You know, it's kind of like you should never be like, oh, well, right field doesn't matter. You know, it's just like, yeah. No, there, there, are, there are really two positions that, like, aren't on the high end of the defensive priority. One is left field. The other one's first base. And you would think first base, you'd want a really good defender because then you need to pick those balls out of the dirt. But really, I mean, look at Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is all bat. He's not the best defender. Uh, Greg Bird wasn't the best. I mean, he's not the best yeah, example. Good defensive first baseman since what? Uh, Tish- Tishera. Tishera, right? He was really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think right now of uh, some old school ones that weren't great. Well, Don Manley. Like, no, no, no. We're like Mo Vaughn. Don Manley, filthy. Oh, the ones that were good. That were good. Oh, him, I think. Carlos Delgado, I don't think, was very good defensively. There were were a hand. Who was that guy that played for the Reds? He was like seven feet tall. Or Nationals, too. He played for the Nationals. Seven feet tall? No, no. But he was like six foot seven, six foot eight. And all he would do is hit home runs or strike out. But he played all the time. Uh, Adam Dunn? That's it. That's am I thinking? It's funny because a lot of people compare Judge to Adam Dunn. Really? Yeah. I thought, but I thought Adam Dunn played first base. He started out in the outfield. But then he made down to first base. I think he then got moved to yeah. first base because of. I always used to remember he was just like me when when no one was on base, I hit, I get out. When someone was on base, I hit it good. He did the same thing. You know, it's kind of like he lost interest in it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but like, that's kind of funny that in the NL now, Price might actually have a resurgence in his career. Because most of the time, you have a guaranteed out with the pitcher. Most of the time. Don't you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot weaker of a lineup that he's facing the AL East. Yeah. Now. That's true. I could just see Price having like one of those like resurgent years of him back. Now there's a catch. There's a catch to that, Tino, because they're talking within the next year or two. Did we lose Craig? I'm here. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you now. We're here. Okay. All right. What was the last thing you heard me say? There's a the cat or something. Yeah. Oh, there's a catch to that. Ah. There's a catch to that because in the and there's in the next. Year or so, uh, they're talking about adding a universal DH to the National League. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> as as a purist, yeah, I don't like it. But knowing where which direction the game is going and how poor pitchers are as hitters, it um, you know it makes sense. I would love to see pitchers be able to hit. I think to be in the big leagues, you have to be a good hitter, no yeah. matter what the position you play. But that's just not yeah. the reality. Yeah, but that's just not the reality of the situation. Pitchers are up to pitch, and that's all they do. So why do they need to hit? Why do you need to, why are you paying your money to go see a guy like um, I, don't know, I can't think of a bad pitcher? Cranky. Why? Well, he can hit. He's one of the better hitters. I thought he's a good hitters. Bartolo. Oh yeah, Bartolo Colon. Well, but he he's more of a humorous. Yeah, I, I would go yeah. see him. I would love to see him because he's so odd, and, and then he. Got hit that home run off of that one time. I love that. 
Side note, is he a Hall of Famer, do you think? No. No. <laughs> He's what they call a compiler. He well, that's just like that guy from the Phillies. What was his name? Harp? Not Harper. The guy from the Phillies that was like 48 and he was pitching in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Jamie. Uh, Jamie Moyer. Was it Jamie Moyer? Yeah, he's like 50. He's yeah, no. I yeah, of course you're going to have 3,000 strikeouts. You've been pitching for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I always wondered if like they look at Cologne as like kind of a sideshow instead of a. Because he could pitch decent well, sometimes. He wanted to play in the MLB last year, but no one so will take him. Yep, he's training. He's pitching down south. Yeah. But I doubt anyone's going to pick him up. He's 40-something 40, yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. The game the game today is all about youth and being able yeah. to last the whole season. So, uh, I mean, with that said, uh, speaking of terrible things, uh, how about what's going on with the Mets? <laughs> what is going on with so, it? I keep getting updates about it, and it's it's about the president. So it's right? funny. Yeah. Mets fans were celebrating like Christmas came early, and their their the prayers have been answered by Steve Cohen, who's a billionaire, who's going to buy the Mets. He's one of the richest guys I think in the in the country, and uh, they're finally going to have some money, sign some big players. Because right now the Wilpons who own the Mets are like three hundred fifty million in debt. They're like. Woo! They're at the limit of how much debt, debt you can be and have an MLB franchise. Jesus. And uh, this guy came in and bought the team. But the Wilpons got greedy again, and they changed the terms. They said, all right, at, we, we want five years of control, which he already said they could have, and then he was going to take over. But then they wanted him to also instate their son as the CEO and to make all these decisions. And he's like, he said no. <laughs> and Wilpons backed out. So it's... Uh, the Wilpons backed out. Yeah. No, I thought Cohen walked away. Well, Cohen walked away because of Wilpons' demands. And the Wilpons, Wilpons right. back out, it's their demands they get met anyway. So. It's, isn't it funny? These That's guys just... $350 million in debt, and which they, I understand. And this guy was going to give you, like, what was it? Yeah. Five, like, two-something. That's what How much mean. billion was, did he pay for the team, Greg? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. I don't know the number off the top no, of my head. New York's got at least be a couple billion. He was, gonna, yeah, he was paying billions for this team. They're in debt, three hundred fifty million. So you could take this money, and they're worried about what their son is going to yeah. do after this big payday. Their son co- complained, "Hey, daddy, what am I going to do when you sell the team?" And <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's realistically what happened. Take it is. Why does he just go get a job someplace else? Like, I mean, yeah. is much of a joke that he doesn't think he get a job someplace else. So I saw an interesting in that. Uh, analogy was the light at the end of the tunnel for the Met fans turned out just to be another train coming at them. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, isn't that like the most Mets thing that could possibly happen? Oh, absolutely. It's the Mets. Yeah. They're, they're, they're such a joke. Their best player gets run down by a wild boar. And, uh, what? That's been his. Did he really? Yeah. He said yeah. First, he said he tweaked his ankle walking around his ranch and like a low spot, and then they don't believe him. So God damn, pork can knock me down. Literally a wild boar, and you're just trying to tame. <laughs> that would be cooler, though, no? Right. Yeah. The guy's out there wrestling wild boars. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's like Rocky chasing the chicken. Right. <laughs> it's so much cooler than I stepped in the wrong school. What'd you do? Says, but his wife fought boars. I fought a wild pig. I thought he was on the table block, though, too. The they are trying to trade him. Yeah, 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 they are. Not after the boar injury. He fought Pumbaa. Yeah, right. right. And didn't something happen with the Mets? Um, 
they sent out a thing about the, not the GM, but they sent something out about getting the manager, and it was kind of like, I don't know if that's wrong. It might well, the Mets manager that they hired. It was Carlos Beltran. Beltran. And he, and but they fired. said, they like sent out a thing to Mets fans saying, like, don't worry, once we get blah, blah, blah. And the 100 Mets fan was like, you should have said yes to the, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And we'd be, we'd be fine right, right now, but. It's the Mets. Yeah, I know. Yep. You, you, it's kind of like the same thing, Giants. Yankees, Jets, Mets. It's like the Jets are the same thing. You would say that's a Jet thing. You know, that's, oh, that's and the Knicks. The Knicks are a mess. Knicks are the um, but that's Knicks and Nets. The Nets the are Knicks, better this year, though. The Knicks yeah. are the Knicks, the Knicks are, are a joke. Mm-hmm. That's coming from a, from a Knicks fan, which they're I regret. Too, yeah, they're yeah. a mess. They, they I think they traded someone today, but they did. Mark they did. The yeah, the guy that or um, it's actually it's actually a good decision because Morris loves New York and New York loves him, so they traded him away at the deadline. Got draft picks, and they might actually resign him next year. Oh, okay. So, like a Chapman deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of Red Sox fans are saying could be a possibility for Mookie, but I don't it, believe it. Be. It could. I think he's going to stay in L.A., but it's really – I think he's going to love it out there. Because if they don't have the money for him now, how are they going to have money for him next year? Well, they cleared his salary and Price's salary, so they freed up some space. But you still need other things. You need other, other players. So I think he's going to love it out in L.A., I think – LA is the team that's going to be able to meet his contract demands. So I think he's going to end up yeah. staying out there. Sorry, Red Sox fans. Do you see him as lame excuse? He said, I love Boston. I wanted to be here, but I thought it was my duty to the union to, to test free agency. Because every time guys go to free agency, they get paid more. Yeah. So you're, you're pushing up players' salaries. You're actually doing something good for the union. That's, I don't know, that's garbage if you ask me. But. To me, with the, with the salaries and all that stuff, is, shouldn't there be not so much a salary cap but kind of a cap of how much you can play one player. You, know, you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like, guys, we're not going to – because you think about it, 20 years. Like they the NBA, the NBA has those max contracts. Yeah, like you can think about it in the, in the MLB. There might someday be a $50 million guy, and it's like there is nobody that plays baseball that deserves $50 million. Nobody well, we said that, that – 30. We, yeah, we said that about 30, and now look at how many $30 million players there are. Oh, it's crazy. Well, so but but the problem say, is all these – go ahead, Brad. I will say – the one thing I will say is, yes, do these players deserve $30, $40, 50000000 million to play a game? No. But if they don't get it, it just goes right into the pocket of the owner. Yeah. Took the so words right out of my mouth. So give it to the people that are out there doing the work. Mm-hmm. What I think – what I honestly think, and I might be alone in this, but we maybe wouldn't have the issue we're having with Major League Baseball and, uh, and them cutting 40 minor league baseball teams – Instead of distributing to the, um, the profits to the players, you filter it down to the minor league systems, and you keep you this. You guarantee the owners do that, then yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, like uh, that. I think they should take. They should be required to take a certain percentage, and, and maybe that's just because I'm, you know, hopeful or hopeless romantic. But um, I would like to think that the owners would, if given the. Um, the requirement take a certain percentage of their profits and make sure that that is applied to their minor league system yeah, because that's the problem the, the the whole reason why they're cutting teams from the minor league baseball is because these teams aren't getting the proper funding yeah. well instead of having 40 million dollar players put it down to the minor leagues and make sure that those guys are making major league minimum at best you know at least at the triple a and then filter it down and have pay pay levels where at least the uh, minor league, like the single A guys, are making a living wage because they have to work in the off season. They only make a certain amount of money yeah. unless they signed a, a, a signing bonus after getting drafted. 
So it's but the see now I always wonder that too. Like the guys that get picked in like the first round, like they some get, of them go to the minors, but they don't they don't get a contract then either. No, you get you get, you a, get like a signing bonus. bonus, and that's the end of it. But they first rounders get pretty good money though. But what I'm yeah. saying. Is that if you like what Greg was saying, there should be somewhat of a pay structure so that these kids don't have to go work at Seven Eleven. Dude, last season I saw you at first base. He goes, "I'm still there." (laughs) 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 Gotta make money, you know. It's crazy to me. It's true, and it's true. And instead of cutting forty teams from minor league baseball, taking baseball away from these small towns who are miles and miles and hours yeah. away from major league ballparks or other minor league ballparks yeah. who who rely on coming to these games to get their baseball fix, you're you're destroy you could possibly you're making people lose their jobs, not only baseball players, but the people that run these ballparks. Yeah. It's 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 not right. It's not right. There's got to be a better way than just cutting the teams. And instead of at padding the owners' pockets, they should be filtering it down to the minor leagues. So I looked up the average salary of a, of a single-A or rookie ball player is about 1100 per month. That's really low. <laughs> 1100 per month, that's what, uh, 13000 a year? Yeah, pretty much. And then once you hit the AAA, average, the average salary is 10000 a month, which is a big know, difference. Right. And so why don't they eliminate those type of leagues? The only well, saying that say they are you give it, but you give you you don't put why that's stupid to say this. Why <laughs> triple A is the best, right? You can break before the MLB you go to triple A. Why not just have the roster be bigger? You don't understand what I'm saying. Well, I also, yeah, I, I don't think they need so many levels of minor league ball either. No, I'm saying like no, double three A, levels is plenty. Hockey's ECHL, AHL into the league. It should be double A, triple A, go. You know, it's just or the double A is for the people that are never going to make it. They're like, just how many how many rounds do they have in the, in the draft, Greg? You know, I think it's twenty five. Jesus, that's a lot. They cut they cut it back because it used to be like fifty right. or sixty. Yeah, there's no need. But, for that. All right, like, but you yeah, draft yeah. all these players, and then all, most of the people that get drafted in the later rounds don't end up signing with right. the team anyway. They either go to college to build up their stock. Or they do take the money and then they're gone within a year because they're completely overmatched. So if you're not drafted, and, the, and if you're not good enough to make a double A team when you're drafted, then you go overseas and play. Go down south, play, go somewhere and make a name for yourself. And, and, then, and then maybe someone notices you. But plus, man, plus, then you have the draft, and then you have international signings. So then you have all these players that didn't come up through the United States or through a high school or college system. Oh God, they don't even keep track of that. Like the the people from like Dominican Republic, all that stuff. Those, that's all. The no, they're all international signings. Each team's allotted a certain amount of inter, international money a year to spend, yeah. and it's like it's like um, signing day for college football. They pretty much have to go on a. How does that work, Greg? How how do some players? How are they put in the draft? But other players just get signed. Internet like like the Yankees signed Jason Dominguez at sixteen years old. How come he doesn't have to go into a draft? Do you know that? I believe it's because he's he didn't go to he didn't go to American school or institution. So if you're I I think that's really that's it. So if you're outside the states, you probably have a better chance of getting signed by a team because you're not in an American school. Because the NBA and NHL, even if you're not American, you have to go through the draft. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised MLB doesn't. It should be, and they've always and I've heard them talk about having an international draft. Which is stupid. Why have two separate drafts? 
when you're all going to the same place. So dumb. Because they, it's it's dumb. It is dumb. I agree. And they it should be either an international draft or um, these players should. I, I, it just should be a, a, an overall draft. That's it. It should yeah. be just like it should be just like basketball 60, and hockey. Can you see the 50, 67 year old based old white baseball and say now these college American kids have to compete with the whole world and draft? It's an abomination. Yeah. I can just see that happening because that's baseball. But that's the world we live in, unfortunately. <laughs> so hockey, unfortunately, the foreign players are usually better than the American players. You know, it's just that's it's it's life. You know, it's not like it's there. It's not like it's the kid's fault. He's better than you. Yeah, but that's isn't that what makes America great? Is that you can come to America from outside the country and you can earn a living and become a U.S. citizen and and do all that great stuff. Not to not to talk about politics because that's the last thing I want to talk about. Um, but isn't that the point of all that? You can come here and you can make a living and you can do do that, those things. So why hold this? Why why hold a separate draft or hold a separate signing period for these? very talented young players who don't have any money, who are begging or hoping that they're picked up by a major yeah, league team and course. fostered along until they're old enough to, like Jason Dominguez, until he's old enough to make it to the pro ball, uh, the pro baseball teams, and then work his way up through the system. And that stuff, that stuff where they're signing these guys, that doesn't even mean the guys that they bid for, like the defectors and stuff like that. Like uh, mm-hmm. the kid that the Angels signed, the guy who could do play – Pitcher Otani. Otani. Yeah. They had to pay a certain money to bring him in. That doesn't yeah. happen. No, because that's a separate agreement with the Japanese baseball league. There's so many stupid rules. Yeah. And if, if you're if you're trying to get in the major leagues, then you should just like they do for college football, you have to declare for the draft or college yeah. basketball. You have to yeah. declare for the draft, you have to enter the draft. That way everybody's on a level playing field. Yeah. And you're and you're pulled from the same pool. And you and you can go to these showcases and get ranked and rated and evaluated. And that's like the combine, like the NFL combine. And then that's what they base the drafting off of. You, see, you, well, you bring all this. You can you have it in one spot. You have all the scouts and all the general managers show up, and they they watch these these kids play like a four or five game series or have like a tournament with all these people in it, and then you evaluate them. They also say because like I listen to a lot of UFC stuff, but they also say in Japan it's it's like it's it's they're run by the mob, the yakuza. So that's probably the yakuza working a deal to say. You have to pay because most of them have their hands in the pockets of the baseball league too, and it's kind of like it seems so silly that you have to bid not to sign them, just to talk to them. You mm-hmm. know, and to me, that's just they've done that with the UFC, where it's like they have to pay a certain amount to this organization so they can have an event there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It just think that there's if anything probably like the defectors and you know all other, but when you get to Japan, they'd be like, no, you got to just pay us. Like that's when you you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's dumb, money. but um, at the same time, Japan is probably the only other professional baseball league in the world that is anywhere close to the talent level of Major yeah. League Baseball, and they're already professionals. That's the other thing, and that's why um, that was my big argument for Otani winning the Rookie of the Year, is that he already played a number of years of professional baseball. Yeah. Baseball. It may have been in another country, but he was already paid to do it. He's technically he's not a rookie. He's a rookie in the states, but not as a professional. And that's why he shouldn't have. Won. That's one of the big yeah. reasons why. I could go on and talk about this for days, but I don't want to. I don't want to bore you with that. Let's actually talk about some Yankee stuff, if that's okay. I was just going to say that too. I know someone got hurt. Yeah. Yes. What? Right. Take it away. Take it away, buddy. <laughs> uh, so as of yesterday, 
And I can totally relate to this injury because I am going through something similar myself. Uh, James Paxton, left-handed pitcher, was probably going to end up being the number two starter in the Yankees rotation or three, depending on how how you stack him and Severino. Um, James Paxton had um, a microscopic lumbar discectomy uh, to remove a paradiscal cyst in his lower back. And he will miss three to four months. That sounds not good. Yeah, it's it's not. And apparently, this injury came about at his during his last start of the regular season, and he actually missed his last or missed some time a little bit in there. And he got an injection, which is what I got. I got a um, an epidural injection in my lower yeah. back. I actually got two of them. Um, and then he came back and he was fine for a little bit. But then the, I guess the pain came back about four or five weeks ago. And they did another shot, and it didn't take. So now he got um, this, this surgery. And what I was told when when I first herniated my disc in my lower back, and by the way, that is incredibly painful. Oh yeah. I I could barely stand up. I could barely walk. I mean, Brad, you saw a little bit of it when I came up for my dad's birthday. I, yeah. I, I I'll probably you you don't see me that often in person, but you probably felt like well, he doesn't look like I mean, himself. He's he's. I did, but you know, I tough, I I couldn't run around. I couldn't. I could barely bend over. I mean, I had to have Sean hand me the wiffle balls on the ground a couple of times. So it's it's not fun. You can't do you can't do the things you want to do, huh? Are you there? You froze. Well, I'm going to talk until they come back. Um, you can't do what you want to do. You're you're limited in your abilities. I, I could barely do anything. I had to, if I went anywhere in public, I had to take like a five minute break because just walking for extended period of time is painful. Uh, I had to sit on a cushion. It's it's not it's not fun. Are you guys back? Yeah. yeah okay. I lost you for a second, but um, I was just explaining all the the, the tough parts of having a lower back injury. So uh, he pitched through some of the pain. And I can only imagine how rough that had to be. So for him to to get surgery, and what I was told um, when I first in, was injured is that surgery should be like a, a last resort. Yep. You, back surgery in general is is a very risky procedure, and you only should do it if you absolutely have to. I have now your cousin Marcus, Brad. He went through the same thing I did, and he actually got the surgery, which I believe it was the same procedure. It's a discectomy. Uh, I have a friend here who's a cop who got the same exact procedure and they're still struggling with it. So even though you get the surgery, it doesn't mean it's going to solve all your problems. And I didn't get the surgery and I'm barely doing any of the, I'm doing a lot of what I was doing before I got hurt, but not to the same intensity. So you don't know what you're going to get, even though he has it. So we're going to get him back in three to four months, but there's no guarantee what Paxton we're going to see. Hopefully he's hundred percent and it's everything Everything is all better, but what's your take on this, Bradford and Tino? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, they're saying three to four months, but that, that's including rehab time. So people, you know, they're they're hoping May. Scott Boris's agent came out and said it's it's going to be more towards the earlier than the later uh, part. So I mean, agents try to you know BS you all the time, but he, he seems to think that he's going to be back. Uh, let's see, in March, April, and sometime in May. So less than three months. Um, it sucks, but. At the same time, Yankees had plenty of depth this year with the addition of Cole, and they didn't trade Hap. 
And now you got a lot of youngsters ready to come back. You got Montgomery, who's my personal favorite since he came up uh, a couple years ago before he got hurt. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. he was primed to be really good. He just has that makeup, that left-handed makeup that kind of reminded me of Pettit a little bit. Pettit um, 2.0. <laughs> and then you, <clears throat> after him, you still got Loiska, who should take a step forward this year. We'll see. Seth, I can care less about. He can, you know, take a hike. And uh, <laughs> and then you got, uh, I don't know really too much about Michael King. Uh, but they're bringing him up. And then Davey Garcia. And I think Davey Garcia ultimately starts in the minor leagues because he just, it's you know, he accelerated so fast last year. I don't think he's ready to jump right into majors. But I think you still got, <clears throat> you still got Cole, Severino, Tanaka, Hap. And then I think Montgomery uh, rounds that top, rounds that five out just fine until Paxton gets back. And then they'll have to make some tough decisions after that. That's a quick starting five. Yeah, they got a really good They're deep. Compared to recent years, this is the most optimistic I have felt about a Yankee starting rotation because we have our bona fide ace. We're getting Severino back, who, even if he's three-quarters of the pitcher he was two years ago before I got her, that's great. Um, and then you have Paxton, who will be back this year, who you hope can be the Paxton he was at the end of last year and not at the beginning. And then you got Tanaka, who who's fairly consistent. It just, you know... He has a couple of rough outings here and there, but he always turns it on when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, but I agree. I, I, my pick for the fifth spot is um, is Jordan Montgomery, and that's and this injury and the re, and the discomfort that Paxton was feeling was a big reason why the Yankees did not trade Hap back at the during the winter meetings to see how this whole thing played out. Don't forget, Hap was pitching really well at the end of last year. Yeah, I remember that. He was. He turned it around because he was he he would give up a home run on the first pitch of the game and then be fine. Yeah, but um, you know, it, a lot remains to be seen. I hope you hope that these guys take a step forward. Uh, Sessa, you know, he's going to be around even though you don't want him to be because he actually did have a pretty solid year out of the statistically, bullpen. Statistically, he did have a decent year last year. I just, I'm just, I never. Been I, he's not. Ex- he's not for me. He's not an exciting player to watch when he comes in the game. I'm like, eh. He's hmm. kind of got that Ramiro Mendoza type role. But uh-huh. Mendoza was really good, and I like when he yeah. That's yeah. That's, uh, but that's how I feel about when when Hap is starting. Like usually, uh, if I see who's starting, I'm like, "Oh, Severino, good. He's exciting to watch." Or or Paxton, even Paxton, even though he's kind of like a very even tempered guy, or Montgomery, they're at least interesting to watch. Hap is just like he's kind of boring to watch. He does. He's not. You know, I don't. I'm not sitting there like, "Oh, great, Jay Hap is is pitching today. I can't wait to watch him pitch." It's like, no, I'd rather just get through the inning and watch the offense. Yeah, he's he's older. You know. Yeah. Is, uh, Chapman's a little older. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Even though it's like, it's just, it's yeah. fastball or bust. You well, know, we're so used to um, the way Mariano pitched that it was just so perfect. Well, see, that's the thing. The we got spoiled. We got so spoiled. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, any good player that you will just have a jeter for so long. It's sort of, you know, a shortstop. No one's ever going to live up, see, up to. Mariano threw the same pitch all the time, and he knew it was going to yeah, Chapman. There's games where he just yeah. can't find the strike zone with his fastball, and you're like, "Oh boy, dude, it's just oh like boy. it's just like watching Major League. It's like a wild <laughs> thing. Ahead. That's all he has. It's a fastball. It's like you got to learn how to control." He's got it. a similar haircut. He seems the yeah. jagged edges in the back. But it's maybe maybe he did that on purpose. It's, I like it. It's funny how like the fastball pitchers, especially the closers and the relievers, like they could be dead on 
or really bad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think you throw it over the ump's head by accident. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's true. Just, I, I, who's their uh, no? Who's their uh, reliever to get to? They have a lot. Of them. They have oh, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. they lost yeah. one this year. Like, they lost the chances. He went to the Mets, which is mm-hmm. fine. But they still have Adavino. They have Caney. They have Britton, and you can keep going. Holder. You know? Didn't they have Robinson for a little while? Uh, that was a while ago. Robertson's with the Phillies now, and he had Tommy John last year. He missed all last year, right? Yeah. Basically, he I think he made like two or three appearances, and then yeah, he blew out his shoulder, which was a, so a bullet dodge by the Yankees. <laughs> Philadelphia is the they're calling them Yankee South because that's really what they so are. that's what I was going to ask is now that Boogie Betts has moved on, you guys or the Yankees are probably the favorite to win the East. Yeah, and the Rays are going to be really good again, but yeah, they're still. But but good. what I'm saying is that. You know, last year, Boston, Houston, all that stuff, they played well, and then they got to the, the World Series and lost. Like, which, with the trade, does that trade make the NL or AL better? Well, when you're looking at the Dodgers, it. unbelievable. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Make it that, you know, because, like, no one thought Houston was going to – not Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, Washington. Nationals. You know, I didn't. I, I don't know much about baseball, but from a lot of stuff I was listening to, they really didn't give them much of a chance. It's you just know, they got the pitching. Yeah, that's but that's the thing is like, pitching pitching wins championships. It just seems like the Phillies. Speaking of which, the LA they they look really good. Oh yeah, you know? uh, yeah. So who do the, who do the Astros have now to, to fill that void of uh, of Cole? They did they add anyone? Did they? No, they've hardly done anything this off season. They they signed a couple of of like a yeah. Other than well, they've done a bunch prior to the season to you know, create this whole controversy. But as far as signing players, they, they haven't done much. Really, all they had is Verlander. And um, I don't even remember who else was in. And Granky. So. Granky's on the end? Yeah, coming back. Uh, yeah. So maybe he, maybe they're, maybe they're hoping he fills in that, that Cole void. But Cole is arguably right now the best pitcher in the, in the game. Uh, even though he, for some reason, didn't win the Cy Young Award, lost it to Verlander. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think Yankees are the clear favorite to go to the World Series this year for the American League, and I think the Dodgers now are the clear favorites to go to the World Series for the oh, National no, League. No, no, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, what you know, after the trade, do you think the AL or the NL is the better side? So do you think the power? I, yeah, yeah. Which was the which stronger? The bigger, you know, because like you said, you got LA, you've got uh, Phillies. You know what? The I'm National doing? League is much more competitive. Okay. And, yeah, because yeah, look at the NL East. You have all those teams. Yeah, you have the Braves who are going to com- compete. You got the Nationals who are defending champs. Um, the Phillies are stacked this year. Uh, and, and then the Mets, could, the Mets could be competitive. And I'm expecting better things from the Marlins. The Mets could be good. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the Mets, so the thing, Mets, the thing with the Mets that always happens with the Mets is they always come out of the gates hot. Yeah. And they'll be like the hottest team of April and May, and then a couple like, injuries will happen, and they'll just like fall off the face of the earth. Like, realistically, you know, in the NNL, in the National League, the only three there's only three teams you can eliminate right now in the NL, and that's the Marlins, the Pirates, and the Rockies. Other than those three, like yeah, everybody, literally is, anybody. Can make, mm-hmm. like, I was listening to uh, to talking baseball. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Yeah, the Giants. Giants yeah, too. yeah. But that's even that's four teams out of fifteen teams, or however. Yeah, I think it's fifteen. So um, I was listening to talking baseball with John Boy and Jake. Uh, I've actually been listening to those, those podcasts quite a bit lately, and they went through the entire league 
and and like evaluated each team quickly saying like, well, do you think this team's going to compete? Do you think, and they said only four teams from the national league and there were more teams because they were, they came out of the AL central. That's the weakest division in the AL. Um, they had far more teams in the AL that won't compete this year. Cause you got the Orioles, the Orioles, the Royals, the uh, Tigers, the, I can't even think the Mariners, you know, there's, that's almost five teams right there. And this year, Minnesota, even with adding Maeda, the pitcher, you know, their rotation is pretty solid and they, they hit, they led the league in home runs last year. So they're going to be a tough opponent. I just, I saw a tweet where like the the starting lineup, supposedly like the least amount of home runs was like 16 where everyone had probably a lot of home runs, like 20, 30. Yeah. You don't see a starter anymore hit below 10 home runs. Everyone can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, go for that now instead of getting on base, they go for the boomers. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, see this year, I think the Blue Jays might finish above the Red Sox this year. I think it'll be close. I think they, they've, because uh, they picked up uh, Ryu, the pitcher, they picked up another pitcher or two. They have that young core, which I'm really interested in seeing and yet kind of afraid of because, you know, they're supposed to be really good. The, the, all the kid, all the sons like Guerrero, Biggio, the shit, yeah. and there's another one. All their guys are really good now. All their sons, no, 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 I all got, their sons on the Blue Jays. I got a flat. Yeah. I got a flat. So, so they – and they all played a, almost a whole year last year. So yeah. they're only going to get better. And that's a little scary. So they could if, – if they're clicking on all the cylinders, they could give – they could be sitting in third place. The Yankees have to be there. They can't just – you understand what I'm saying? Like with the Red Sox – going down a little bit in talent like the rest of the teams besides the Orioles have a chance to make it competitive. Yeah, it's a good it, They will make some noise, really for have, sure. They can't really have like a down month or you know what I'm no. saying? You know? I, and I saw a tweet today earlier today that said well, um, everybody's automatically given the division to the Yankees. And I say, that's great. But they they have to play hard. They can't just take it for granted. They can't, they can't you know, they will. coast by. They and they won't. They're, they're not, they don't have that makeup. Yeah. The fans have. The fans do, yeah. It's just, I'm, I'll, I'll always remember when Chapman threw that pitch. Like, if that was me in that situation, I'd be crying. You know, and just let it lay out there. He just looked like, oh, I can't wait to go get something to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think you were, I think you were thinking, of course he hit that ball. Yeah. He knew it was coming. Or did I hear a trash can? Yeah. Was that a buzz? Is that a buzz I heard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael um, said uh, Michael K said Chapman is the only pitcher that wouldn't didn't want multiple signs. All the other pitchers knew what was going on. They wanted they wanted multiple signs from the catchers to throw them off. Chapman did not, so that's why he smiled. He's like, "Yep, well, he got me." So uh, not to go back to the G anything. I don't want to get back in that. No, no, because that's a whole different conversation, and and I'm anxious to see what happens to the Red Sox. But who knows? Uh, going back to the Yankees pitchers and catchers report next week. So baseball is is almost here. They they report the twelfth. Today is the sixth, so we're six days away. That's exciting. That's down here in in Tampa, uh, which is an hour and a half drive, two hour drive away from me. I'm hoping to get out to a game or two this this year. Ryan's actually going to come down. Live reporting yeah. on his channel from spring training. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be nice. I would like to do that. Um, maybe, maybe we can get some interaction. Maybe get Ryan involved. Yeah. That's a guy we want on camera. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, that personality is great for TV. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we'll, I, I'd love to get there oh, and, and, and see that because a lot of these other podcasters and, and stuff, they're coming down and they'll, they'll be around. So um, it'd be Actually, cool to kind of. First time ever I listened to, uh, is it John Boy or John yeah, Boy? Yeah. Yeah, John, John Boy. Boy. I yeah. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't really like the way he does his thing. But it's just no? like, good for him because he's. He's, he started what two years ago, just doing this, and now he's same thing, same exact thing we did, but then he quit his job, and now that's all he does, that's and it took off. And he's really the. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of proud of us, yeah. though. We both, we all have jobs, and we've got over 1,700 subscribers. Like, imagine if we, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yeah, you know, I can quit my job too, but I'm not gonna, you know. It's just, gotta take, gotta take off a lot, and gotta go viral. Yeah, and, and stay consistent. Yeah. And that's the tough part about this is that. What happened with John Boyce? He got really popular doing those lip, those lip, lip reading, reading stuff. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just it's interesting, you know, because but I don't know how. How does he get the clips of the games like that? Like, I, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Oh, he has to have some sort of software that he can grab that stuff because. So he record every game. He, no, what he probably did is he probably because he's making money now. He probably paid something to the MLB. Well, I mean before that though. Oh, before that, I don't know. He was he was screen grabbing. He was ripping it somehow. I don't know how. He, there's some right. software out there where you can do that, but um, you know and that's risky. These fans that because like, these graphs about the cheating scandal and all, and these fans that that went back to every single bat and recorded like bangs on trash kids. How do they have this footage? Did they record? Do they have that did time? they record every single game of the Astros? Like, well, the thing the thing you can do is if you have the MLB TV app, which which I do, and you're going to, you can always go back to previous aired games. Okay, really, you can go back to anything? yeah. Like, uh, I I think certain time back, okay. but I any any game that was aired on on television, you can pretty much get it and watch and rewatch. And but I don't know how you can because you can screen record, but actually, if you try and screen record uh, with your phone. On the MLB TV app, it blocks it out and says this option is not available. Yeah. Okay. So, so there has to be some sort, some software out there that they're getting that records the screen and records the audio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I don't know, know how he gets some of the footage he gets, and mm-hmm. like instantly, instantly, he's already reposting it online. Yeah. A lot of it. Apparently, is, he sits at his computer computer and he waits for stuff like that to happen. A lot of it. A lot of him with YouTubers yeah. and stuff like that is that NBA hockey. MLB golf, the leagues really don't care. The NFL is on you like crazy. The other leagues, like they might catch you every once in a while, but they really don't care if you've got that sort of material out there because it's, you know, it's helping the league, showing stuff and all that. But like the NFL is, because we tried to do it for a, um, the NFL, the NFL, we tried to do the NCAA and the NFL, and the NCAA was right away. Yeah. Because it was the tournament. So everyone knows the tournament's going on. But with the NFL stuff, we played a whole Raiders-Packers game. We had, like, thousands and thousands of views and, like, 500 new subscribers. And then, like, two days later, they took everything away. Wow. Yeah, so it's just like... It's risky because that's that's all copywritten stuff. And that's the other concern with, with what John Boy does is I don't know how he does it, and they didn't, like, take it all down because it's all... Copywritten by MLB, I so good good for him. But it's a good way to grow the game because he's he's making these clips, these short clips for people with short attention spans to watch quickly, 
get a laugh, get a view. And then they're like, oh, well, if that's what happens during Major League Baseball, maybe I'll watch some more. Yeah. Speaking of short attention spans, uh, we're coming up on the hour mark. So, yeah. So, um, work on that. <laughs> one, one more question and then we can wrap up. Uh, you know, spring training starts next week. And after bets, the bets trade goes official. Um, do you think any of these other teams like the Chicago Cubs or the Colorado Rockies with players like Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado feel any pressure to trade these guys? Pressure, no. Will they do it? I think so. Yeah. I don't think I don't think MLB executives are they're the kind of guys that a lot of things get pressured by what other teams do. They have their own agenda and they're mm-hmm. gonna do what they need to do for their team. Uh but I that being said, I do believe that one or maybe both of those guys do get dealt. I heard Chris Bryant isn't the best clubhouse guy. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard the club the whole cub team doesn't win as much as they should because they're so many clicks and different groups in that clubhouse. Yeah. Everyone, like, nobody mm-hmm. likes each other. And that yeah. comes from your superstar. Like, your your leader is Chris Bryant. And I think yeah. he's, you know, he's best friends with Bryce Harper. Look, look at the kind of garbage guy Harper can be sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think... And they got rid of Madden. So, I think that's a good reason to get rid of Bryant. And uh, Aaron Otto, I think they're going to get rid of just because he's frustrated with the whole organization. And that's just kind mm-hmm. of like a it's not his fault. marriage that's not going in yeah. the right, right direction. Yeah. Really, I mean, and- if I was the kid from the Rockies, I'd just be like, guys, you know, you know, I give you a hundred percent. Just, I'm sorry, but you, I want to win a championship. Like there's not, I don't want to be one of those guys to be, yeah, but he never, you know, cause he, if he stays with the Rockies, he might never make the playoffs, let alone just, win a championship. Just like Mike Trout with the angels. Yeah. I mean, he signed that big extension and he may never win a world series because the angels. But they're trying. They, they are trying. I'll give you that. They are trying because they did sign Rendon. They did make a couple moves. They got Jack Peterson once this go thing goes through. They're they're building it, but with, yeah. But with the with the way that the other teams in the American League are, it's 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 going to be difficult. Right. And so I mean, you can just have some fun with it and imagine the Yankees trying to make a trade for Chris Bryant or yeah, or Nolan funny. Arenado. I'm hearing a lot of. People like on the, I listen to MLB Radio Network all, almost all day long when I'm in the car, and uh, a lot of their experts and people on Twitter are really predicting that Lindor is going to be a Yankee. Like everyone's almost positive Lindor is going to be a Yankee. Yeah, they said the same thing about Kluber last year or Trevor Bauer last year. Yeah, but that was the Indians telling everyone they were going to trade him, and they, they didn't. You know? Yeah. Which yeah, they could be doing with Lindor too. I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm just talking about Lindor. What's he at? One or two? I think does he have two years left? I guess two years left on his contract. I think, yeah. So well, I, I don't know if they're talking about him signing with the Yankees, but they said they think the Yankees will tr- can trade for him too. If, they, if the Indians really want to go that route, what if what if they? What, what would you give up for him on the team? Like honestly, like and you know you're gonna that one that good. You're gonna have to take one of those superstars out. What would I give up? Yeah, I mean. I don't want him personally. Oh, okay. Well, then you don't want him. No, I mean, Lindor was a great player. I love my yeah. shortstop. It's just that I don't think we need to. This Yankee team has won over 100 games three years in a row. Like, there's yeah. no reason to keep trying to improve. <laughs> it's so it's funny because the Yankees, they always, any marquee player that's on the market, the first spot, they say, is the Yankees. You'd have to trade Andujar. You'd have to trade yeah. at least two pitching prospects yeah. and then probably more. Than that. I don't know. You'd have to try and figure out how to dump some salary. Um, you don't want to be over the luxury. But so, the yeah. problem is, the I, problem I, is, I, one of the people you would, 
Yeah, well, one of the people you probably try to dump would be Hap, but you need him right now because Paxton's, you know, out of the out of the the loop. And no, uh, like, and no one wants. I was just gonna say you took my thunder. I was like, what about Stanton? I would trade. Yeah, Stanton, Stanton's got a full no trade clause. He'll probably only approve a trade to uh, West Coast. Didn't he play ten games last year? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but he had some freak injuries and. No, and it's I, just funny, I, like think about like a GM. Being like, how many games do you play? Ten? Oh my gosh. Which is cool because you can almost say the Yankees are adding another huge player True. this year. But it's just mm-hmm. funny how like I would love to see eighty <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's worth saying ten games because major, major league baseball seasons are so long. Yeah. Um but no, I would love to see eighty home runs between Judge and Stanton next year. That's one of the questions I asked Greg on one of our shows. Do you think we'll ever see the true Bash brothers, Stanton and Judge, healthy at the same time? Because it never has happened. It didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen at all. I think. No, nope. I think it's going to happen this year. I think. I think I would love Stanton to hit at least thirty home runs and bat two sixty and drive in ninety something runs and shut up some of these people that are criticizing him. Stanton, though, I've I've seen Stanton though. He's he's always been injured. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's, he's very pro. Yeah, um, when he did play last year, he played good. <laughs> yeah, one of the best players in the league. And he played hurt the year before his first year with the Yankees. He played hurt for two months. He carried and he, ca- and he carried the team. Yeah, yeah, when Judge was hurt. Yeah. So just like I said, it's just something that would you give up someone that? But those great players, they always have that no trade clause. Mm-hmm. Yep. At that point, I don't know. Oh, oh, Paxton, this is Paxton's last year, so he came mm-hmm. to Paxton. Paxton's a free agent after this year. year. You okay. could, what you could, and get some prospects for him. But why would you want to when you know what he's capable of and you're trying to win a championship? Yeah, no, I mean, and he's a le- and he's a lefty. I'm talking about for Lindor. Ah, uh, I wouldn't trade him for for Lindor. Yeah. Oh. You'd have to give up. Cleveland's going to want prospects. They're going, to want major league, they're going to want as many major league prospects as, as you can give, and then they're going to want some younger guys that, that are highly rated. Like, I don't know if they'll give up Jason Dominguez for him, but they'll probably start They'll probably start there, and they'll probably ask for Andahar, and they'll probably ask for Davey Garcia, who's their, one of their top, or Clark Schmidt, who are, or one of their top pitching prospects. What about the young kid, 16-year-old? That's Dominguez. Oh, that is Dominguez. I don't think they trade I thought him. it was Rodriguez. I get him mixed up. Everyone keeps saying Dominguez is going to be – Huge, like a huge star, so yeah, and he looks he looks 22 years old already, and he's 16. He's already like the number 60 something prospect in all of baseball. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. He's a beast. He's a beast. So, with, with that said, um, maybe we can try and record again next week, do another live show, maybe get a view, a viewer or two, and um, and uh, we can talk about the start of spring training and hopefully some new exciting stuff is developed in the world of baseball. Um, but I guess we could call it a wrap on this. Those of you who are interested, Brad and Tino are going to do another uh, uh, live cast after this, uh, talking about the XFL, if I'm not mistaken. What else are you guys going to talk about? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We were, I, you know, I just went through the rosters and went through the guys that people would know because it's a pretty big no-name team or no-name league. Except for a few guys that like, I try to do like the regular guy. If a regular guy's looking at the roster, mm-hmm. who is he gonna recognize? Right. You know what I'm saying? And just uh, they've got 
they've already got bet nods out there for it for the games this weekend and stuff like that. So we're going to go through pretty much everything, just a big old preview of the whole league. Good. Well, that should be exciting. And hopefully uh, those that tune in or that catch that uh, enjoy it. And um, that's the Bigger and Bradder Sports Show. Uh, they have their own YouTube channel. Please subscribe and check them out. They're fantastic. They do a good job at what, and they're just fun to talk to. So that's them. And, and uh, guys, uh, tell them who you are again and tell them where they can, they can find you. I'm just, I'm a nobody. Don't worry about me. Brad, don't say that. We're, we're all about positive vibes here. <laughs> All right, check us out in the uh, B&B, Big and Bear Sports Show, or uh, on Twitter, I'm at Brad Chatter one and uh, I'm at Big, big Tuna BBS. Big yeah. Black. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I, if that's, if that's how you want to do it. Uh, but We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, too, at Big and Bradder Sports, all one word, uh, that we got Twitter. And, uh, you know, like I said, we put the Yankee Chatter stuff on our page as well so we can get as many views as possible. Mm -hmm. Baseball's fun. To look. Yeah. I, I won't watch it, but I'll look at the stats. All right. <laughs> talk about well, it. Yeah, I'll just talk about it. Yeah, it's fun to talk it. about. It's fun to talk about. I appreciate yeah. the plug. Uh, we are Yankee Chatter. They're bigger and broader sports. Uh, find us on all the socials at Yankee Chatter. Uh, you can find me on social media, on Twitter, at GregAndrano05. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Let's uh, hope that we uh, we can do this some more and get some viewers and uh, keep the good conversations going. Until yeah. next time, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you soon. I like that. See you soon. Yeah. You we'll stay classy. Yeah, no, you don't put like a We'll see you real soon. <laughs> you, don't put, you don't put a number on it. Yeah. We cut it. We cut. 5-Hour Energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then 5-Hour Energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. 5-Hour Energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then 5-Hour Energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy, energy for hunkering down.